Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets Action Network's NBA Daily Betting Podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA Slate. I am your host, Sean Little, with my guy, J.D. Joe Delera, Mr. Triple Double. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But, J.D., how you feeling coming off the big win? Dude, we're doing good. You know, it's that's not normally in my repertoire. I'm not usually throwing out lottos, but it's nice to always hit one. So, but... We're back to those minus 110 bets. <laughs> back to the boring life of the minus 110. I know people want to hear about the thought process, how you put that triple-double parlay together, 660 to one ticket. That cash is at the window. We'll get to that. But let's talk about best bets. This is Buckets. That's what we do on the day-to-day here at Action Network, presented by our guys over at FanDuel. I am going to pass. I have a lean, which I'll get to at some point in the show. Actually, I'll just give it right now. My lean is the Knicks on the money line or plus two, whatever you like. But it's not an official player for me. That's where I'm leaning. But J.D. Joe Delera, what is your best bet for the Thursday NBA slate? Dude, I love this spot for the New Orleans Pelicans. They're plus five right now on the road against the Dallas Mavericks. This spread to me is I don't know what the, I don't know what's being cooked in here. Like I get that you know I get that they don't have Zion, but plus five is just a little bit too much here. I think these teams are dramatically different right now. Yeah, let's get right into it because I, I gave out the lean. I'll shed a little light later on, but talk to me about the Pelicans and why you like this spot. Them catching four and a half, five, depending on where you're looking. So one of the things that I like about this game in particular is the fact that it should be a relatively slow paced game. Uh, Both of these teams kind of like to operate, you know, in the half court. Uh, That's generally where they're a little bit more comfortable, but Dallas really leans into the half court. So Dallas is the number one half court offense in the league and they play in the half court, basically 85% of their plays. Um, And they just don't get out into transition. This, I think, is particularly problematic for them in this matchup against New Orleans Pelicans. When you have so many versatile defenders that like New Orleans has, you have Najee Marshall, you have Herb Jones, you know, CJ McCollum is not a good defender, but you have Jose Alvarado. Um, And then you have like Jonas Valanciunas like in the on the interior. You have Larry Nance, like you have so many different guys that you can throw so many different looks that you can throw at Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie. They're still without Christian Wood. I think that this is a spot where New Orleans, they have the 12th best half-court defense, and they really limit 
offensive rebounding opportunities. And that's something that Dallas also struggles with. So I think that this is one of those spots where they're going to be able to cut down on second chance points for Dallas and they're comfortable playing in the half court, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Luca can only do so much and he does a lot, but I do think that this is a little bit too tall of a task for a team that has so many different looks and options that they can throw at him. And that's comfortable playing in the half court and has one of the best defenses in the league. So I think the five points is great. I think you could even play it on the money line. If DraftKings gives us that promotion for the plus 10, the early win. Um, well, I'm probably going to take it there. Doesn't scare you that the Pelicans have dropped nine straight. They've been struggling. They obviously missed Zion yeah. tremendously. Dallas at home is overall better, but they're against the spread record at home. Still isn't very good. 10-16-1 ATS for the Mavericks in Dallas. The nine straight losses, You would you say that's a spot where that gives you even more confidence in the play at plus five? I think it's one of those things, too. I think that Brandon Ingram is supposed to play in this game. So you, you're getting a little bit more back. And to me, I think that, the, yeah, I agree. I think that you're right. Like, I'm seeing them on a nine-point losing streak. And then Dallas's numbers, like you said, at home and as a, even as a favorite, just a generally this season against the spread have been pretty poor. So no, they're I, awful against yeah. the spread. Yeah, this year. 18-33 and one against the spread are the Dallas Mavericks. They're yeah, bad. like I was being nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I do think that this is too many points. And I know that that's kind of a it's like a cliche to say almost. But I think that New Orleans style in particular is well suited for this matchup against Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, the, the style thing is interesting. Christian Wood is out for the Dallas Mavericks as well. B.I. comes back. I fell into the trap last couple weeks ago now where I just felt New Orleans was going to be in a spot against the Timberwolves where they would just be so thirsty for a win. They had to have it. They played Miami yeah. tough. They played the Nuggets tough. Then they got home, second game at home. They played the Timberwolves and were up all game and got outscored by like 20, 20 plus points yeah. in the third quarter in that matchup. So that was tough, but I just it is cliche that... to say it's going to be like a, a physical type of game, but that is how the Pelicans want to play ball. And if they're, and if Dallas is going to slow it up as is, that's where potentially the Pelicans can be affected. Yeah. And I think like when you really look at Brandon Ingram, like and what his impact is, right. So he's been playing, he's not, all the way up like I think he's I don't know if he's got like a full minutes restriction off of him but when we look at him he's one got one of their best plus minuses on the team as a, on the season and when we look at it expected uh, or estimated plus minus he's plus 2.1 on dunks and threes that's in the 89th percentile of all players so having him back and them getting into a rhythm you can't understate the importance of that New Orleans Pelicans keep this in mind if you're looking for another angle on the game 18 and 8 to the over when they are on the road and as underdogs, 18 and seven to the over potential, uh, a look at maybe a team total or the overall total in this matchup as well. Something to keep in mind. It's an interesting slate this Thursday. Yeah, it's it's we a little have, weird. <laughs> as we record this Wednesday night, we have coming up. Um, We were talking about the Cavs. You sent me an interesting text message about that spot. Anything yeah. you want to want to look at with Cavs Grizzlies? Cavs currently minus five over at FanDuel hosting the Grizzlies. 
So one of the things that I think is interesting about this game is obviously the Grizzlies are in a back-to-back and they're, they're in a, they're in probably like one of the worst travel spots that you can be in, in the league because Portland's just far from everything. So they're playing in Portland. Uh, I think they're playing in Portland right now. And um, no, they're, they're playing home. in Memphis. I'm sorry. They're in Memphis. I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're at home, yeah, yeah. but either way they're traveling. I hit the it's first half today, then. baby. I hit at the grindhouse. We hit the first <laughs> half. Let's, let's go. But either way, they're, either way, they're traveling. Um, and they're going to be without Steven Adams. So that's tougher when you're playing a team. Number one, part of it too is like Nurk got hurt tonight. So they didn't have to deal with that type of big man. So it's a little bit harder to see how we would, how we can cap this for Memphis. Right. Um, but additionally, you're going to have to deal with the two big men that Cleveland's got. You're going to have to deal with Mobley and Allen. And as much as I like Xavier Tillman, I think that he's in another spot to bet his props again uh, tonight against the Cavaliers. This is a tougher matchup for them because you have two big bodies that you kind of have to contend with. Jaron Jackson Jr., he's been very, very good at not getting into foul trouble this season, but you have way less of a line of defense. You have two guys kind of attacking the interior, not just one big. Um, and last time they were out here, this spread was dramatically different. The Cavs were an underdog the last time they played. Memphis wound up winning by one and not covering. Now this line's flipped dramatically. It's flipped to minus five for the Cavs. I get that it's a home game for Cleveland now, but that seems it does seem like a big line move. I wonder if there's some thought that people may sit um, or what the circumstance is, or if they really, or you know, if we're kind of looking at this Stephen Adams absence. Is that is really that significant in this spot? Yeah, uh, I agree. It is a, it is an interesting spot. It's always an interesting spot to look at teams on a back to back that overall are are pretty young and and like to get out and play every yeah. night, like Morant and the the Memphis Grizzlies do like to do. So they, I think more there's some teams in the league that you could look at back to backs a little differently than you look at other teams like the Lakers and some of these other older squads, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Steven Adams being missing there is, is also, they need him. It's definitely a factor. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he, out for he, the next yeah. couple of weeks. He's impactful. So. Yeah. yeah. He's impactful for sure. Not, um, and not, and not just being scary. Like he, he, he cleans up the boards. He, 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 yeah, he I mean, contributes in a lot of different ways. Yeah. He's one of the best rebounders in the league. And then he's also got an excellent two man game with both John Morant and Desmond Bain. So I think that that kind of keeps the ball a little bit out of Dylan Brooks's hands, which is always a good thing. But um, you know, they get it's it's it, <laughs> he he really does help with the flow of the offense. So uh, I, he's somebody that I am concerned that they're not going to have. But I think that it's we'll have to see how tough this game winds up being with uh, with the Blazers as it kind of goes through. Yeah, I I'll say I'll chat a, a little bit about my lean here on the New York Knicks. I was in the Garden. The other night when LeBron was in town, they ended up losing in overtime. But for a lo- uh, a majority of that game, they looked really strong. They looked solid. I loved Quentin Grimes attacking the rim. Quentin Grimes is extremely bouncy. I didn't realize how bouncy QG was until the last couple months where, like, this guy is getting to the rim and, and is finishing in spots where I'm like, what is he? You ever watch somebody go to the rack and go up and be like, what's he going to do here? Like, how is he going to finish this? Yeah, And I'm watching QG punch it, reverse it. He's looked good. Now, I think just overall, this is a, a spot for me watching the Knicks closely. It's typically a spot where they're going to show up in a major way and try to get a W. The only thing that gives me pause and the reason why I haven't made an official play and, and, and plugged it in the Action Network app 
the Knicks go on these lulls where they're winning every night. They can't. They they look sensational, and then yeah. all of a sudden they look bad. They start losing games in bunches. For example, <laughs> go back yeah. to the first week in December. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They win eight in a row, followed by five straight L's, followed <laughs> by four straight W's. <laughs> Then, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And then you go to the mid, the second week in January, four straight L's. Then they win two games where they probably, no one's thinking they're going to win. They get Cleveland in the garden. Donovan Mitchell ends up suiting up. They end up winning by a bucket, 105-103. Then they play at Boston, <laughs> winning overtime. <laughs> then they go to Brooklyn, another another small number on the spread. They end up losing that game. Then they lose to the Lakers. In overtime on Monday night, or was that Monday? That was Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. And then the next stretch of games makes me a, a bit nervous. Miami. These are all at home. Miami, the Clippers, and Philadelphia, who's been playing great been ball. Hot. Yeah. And then and then then they have to go down to Orlando, which is not a gimme. No. So not a gimme. It's it's I could see them losing a bunch of these like just. To, to follow the course that they've been on all season long and just drop five, six in a row. But they're going to win one of these games at home on this four-game stretch. They already, they already lost to the Lakers. I think this is the spot versus Miami that they get the W. I, yeah, Especially I like with Oladipo. Oladipo is questionable. We'll see if he plays. Um, that would be big for Brunson. He doesn't have to deal with Oladipo. That'd be, that'd be helpful. That'd be great. So, yeah. yeah. A little bit more Tyler Hero minutes. I think yeah. that – What's interesting too is um, they obviously are missing Mitchell Robinson on the interior. You know his his defense has been is so so excellent. But when we really look at these two teams over the course of the season, New York is just better. Like they are better yeah. over the course of the season. Like Miami, we always talk about this. You get the Heat culture, yada yada yada. Yeah. Like whatever, Bing Bong. Like you know the Knicks. Like <laughs> the Knicks are top ten in in adjusted plus minus. They're they're a much better team. Miami is seventeenth. And Miami can't score. So, like, this is one of those spots where I know that the Knicks don't have Mitchell Robinson, who's their defensive anchor, but Miami just doesn't have the scoring options, I think, to, like, really make this hard for New York. Like, that's where I think the Knicks are struggling right now without Mitchell Robinson, right? It's like you're looking at this, yeah, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Tyler Hero. You Bam has been playing a lot better in terms of his offense this season, but none of those guys are people that I'm like, I'm nervous about in terms of like my defense being able to scheme around them. Like, it's just, it, I mean, it's not like disrespect to any of them, but you know, the guys that I'm concerned about coming in are guys like Donovan Mitchell or, you know, like LeBron, Anthony Davis, like those guys, and especially scoring bigs on the interior. So they don't, that, that's not something that they really have. And like, bam, his game has been good lately, but I just, I don't, really respect it in that way at this point in time, especially with the way the Knicks offense has kind of looked, even without Robinson. You know what can be interesting here? Knicks first half, best first half team in the NBA against the spread, 36-15-1, like return that. on investment if you're running one units each and every night this this year on the Knicks in the first half. It could be a potential spot for, for the Knicks coming off a, a tough L on Tuesday on national TV to bounce back at least early against a squad in Miami that struggles to score. All right. 100%. Let's get to the, the business. 
Joe Delera, in case you were under a rock, <laughs> it's easily the parlay of the year so far here in 2023 as we sit here on February 2nd. JD put together a 660 to 1 odds triple double parlay. LeBron James to get a triple double at the Garden versus the Knicks. Cash in OT. LaMelo Ball to pick up a triple double. <laughs> Cash, no problem. And then it was in my head, I'm like, this is two storybook that the easiest leg is not going to cash here. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Plus 145 to cash a triple-double. Jokic comes out gangbusters. It's and it crazy. looks like it wasn't even a sweat, the final triple-double. Take the people through, J.D. How'd you come up with it? What were you thinking when you when you logged <laughs> it? And uh, how you're feeling? So me and my one buddy, Brian versus the books, you guys see him on Twitter. Uh, we, were, we were talking about some triple-doubles. Like we were, Jokic is obviously always in the conversation for triple-doubles. And we were talking about LaMelo's RA against the Bucks because he's really been hitting that line a lot. And we were like, let's put these together. So we did that. So I actually had a free bet on those two legs alone. <laughs> like, and then, and then I was like, you know what? I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, wait, LeBron is nine assists away from passing Steve Nash on the all-time assist list. Yeah. I had already bet his rebounds and his RA, put it in the app. And I was like, so I already liked his rebounding spot, right? And then I was like, you know what? He's in the garden, hasn't played in the garden since 2020. He's got an opportunity to pass a legend. Like my all-time favorite player besides LeBron is Steve Nash. Uh, He was like my favorite player growing up. And I was like, he's got this opportunity to pass Nash in the garden in like a huge spot as people are like watching him see how the scoring is going, whatever. I was like, this is, this is good. Like, this is, why not just add him in here? So I did it. I round robined it. I hit it straight and uh, I tweeted it out pregame. So I wanted every like, I was like, if I see a lot of like that, like I want people to also be able to get it. I put out sure. everything for free. You guys know, like Action Network just pays me. So <laughs> you guys don't have to, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I put out everything for free. So I got it out there a couple minutes before tip. Um, probably like five, six, maybe seven minutes before tip. It was just, that's when I put it out. I was recording and I was like, oh, you know what? I got to put this in. So it was, it was electric and they almost robbed us with LeBron. They had, they called yeah. that one at the end of the fourth quarter, that team rebound. I was like, this is clear crazy. Board, by the way, what clear board for LeBron. Clear board. I was screaming. I, I was, was like, literally... I need, yeah, I need I the like... Memphis scorekeeper there <laughs> <laughs> yeah the myth is the pattern needed no that that was that's already been defunct by the way don't believe oh it. yeah don't no i know bet jaron jackson jr that's cashing <laughs> yeah uh so yeah man i was it's funny because i was i didn't i was at the game i went to shoot around i was doing some work yeah. for msg and i was there so i didn't see your i didn't see the play come out i wasn't on twitter i posted yeah. a couple of videos but i wasn't like on my timeline Sure. And of course, uh, I'm watching the game and I'm like, oh, yeah, like Le- LeBron needs one more for a triple double. Yeah. And I see the loose ball kind of fall to him. I'm like, oh, there it is. It was 100%. And rebound. I look up at the scoreboard, the Jumbotron, and it flips to 10 boards. It I'm gave like, it to him. Is. Yeah. And then it comes off. And I'm like, oh, man, they didn't give it to him. 
it was it was messed up honestly i was like, yeah. this, i was like i was like dude how are you not count this like yeah, not not yeah. like this i can't no. go out like this, this no is so it was and it then, was electric but yeah and then we and then i say we because you know i'm always rooting for, for all my guys yeah. to cash <laughs> but um an overtime easy one air, yeah. i think it was an air ball it was an air ball yeah I, I was watching it and i was like there it is that's it yeah. that's triple it, double for lebron it was the one time I was rooting for the Knicks to just not make any shots. I was like, please don't make anything. I was like, I don't care. Like, we can take the L here. Um, so it, it was, was it was tough, too, because a lot of people were on LeBron over 28 and a half points. Yeah. And he came out so lackadaisical. Like, the first like, – I would say the whole first quarter and even, like, half the second. Yeah, he wasn't he just wasn't really He just wasn't really engaged offensively. No. And then he ends up scoring 28. A bunch of people around me were screaming and one on the last the last layup trying to get him to the free throw line, but no, nah, it, uh, it wasn't happening. <laughs> it was not happening. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, that's going to do it for the Thursday edition of Buckets. To recap, J.D., what are you playing? Uh, I'm on the Pelicans plus five. Take that down to, you know, four, four and a half. Um, I would even sprinkle the money line here. I am looking at the Knicks potentially first half. Make sure you follow me on the Action Network app. um, We're going to get back on track here on the the rest of the NBA season on the second half. I'm really looking forward to it. We 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 uh we hit a bet today. We're looking good on another. JD is hitting triple double parlays and is absolutely been cooking in each way, shape, or form. Make sure you catch his props article every Monday. It's absolutely a must read if you're looking for for up for for angles for information on the upcoming week. That's gonna do it for us here for Joe Delera. I am Sean Little. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chicago Flow. He's at Joe Delera. Action Network app is the same thing. Lock in with us. Make sure you get buckets. We'll see y'all next time. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.